0: Hey, welcome to In The Zone, your boy Double D. Uh, In studio today, we have high school and junior national basketball coach Jimmy E, and we're talking about uh, the upcoming uh, basketball clinic taking place at the FD Phoenix Center. Uh, Before we get into all that, I'll make sure that we plug it. But, man, for those that don't know, let's talk about, you know, basketball in general and um, how you got your start uh, in the sport, like, how old were you when you first picked up the basketball uh, to where you played your high school ball at?
1: Thanks for having me. Oh, man. First time I picked up a basketball, eighth grade. So, actually, if, if you compare it to the kids today, that's late. A little late, yeah. yeah. late. And then from there, played eighth grade here at Jose Rios. Then went to Father Duenas and then finished, finished playing basketball there.
0: And who are some of the uh, opponents or teammates you remember most in in, in your time uh, during high school for FD?
1: Oh man, we had a we had a pretty good year. Uh, Geo Wang, uh, Vince Estella. Um, Opponent wise, JP Cruz was one of our toughest opponents uh, during those years. JP rocking the braids. Yeah, rocking the, the braids. You know, yeah. still does. Still shoots. Yeah, uh, yeah. JP was was really good. Still is. And what did you first?
0: Decide, hey, I want to give back and I want to start coaching basketball?
1: When I moved back, I moved back in 2008. So I started at FD coaching staff, the class of 2009. So just finishing up, what's that, 10 years? Yeah, I've been a decade at FD coaching.
0: So you started with JV or did you run right into varsity? Went
1: right into varsity um, and just learning. You know, wasn't really not the x's and o's of stuff just learning and then just watching and helping during practices and you you
0: you had some pretty good uh people that uh you were under as far as coaching staff talk about some of the the coaches on the staff that you were able to learn some of uh what you know now
1: well obviously the late tony thompson was there then uh, coach eddie pelkey during that time um and then now we have you know with chris fernandez coming on board and then we had andrew eusebio for a few years and we had ej calvo for a couple of years so over the last few years man yeah i've learned a lot i um, learned a lot
0: a lot of uh basketball minds and you know being able to put uh everything together and then you know eventually teaching um the younger players there are FD. Uh, let's talk about the junior national program. I know you you work with uh, the girls yes. for, for the junior national program, and uh, uh, let's talk about that that most recent U um, fifteen trip that you guys uh, took and, and represented Guam. What were some of the, um, I guess, positives that you can take away from from a trip like that with the younger
1: age groups? Uh, the most recent for junior nationals, yeah, yeah we went to India. So um, that was an eye opener. Um, great competition. We were very small compared to other countries, but the experience for the whole throughout the whole trip was amazing. You can't beat that. So um, yeah, we just got we need more height. Yeah, and I think that's that's
0: <laughs> always been the the problem, and, and it shows. I mean, like EJ says, you know, we're we're an island built on guards. But look at the success. We always just. You know, talk about our men's national basketball team right now and the success that we've had. Because once we added a few big men, the and and you know some other players, but just the height in general for second shot opportunities. I think that's the main thing. Because I mean, we could push the ball down court as fast as we can, uh, but we if we miss a shot or a layup, you know, we don't get the ball back.
1: Right, right. Height plays the issue. And um,
0: for you. Uh, as a coach, uh, you know, like I said off uh, the podcast, you're, you're a coach that really emphasizes on um, that positive mindset uh, towards the game of basketball for, for the players you coach. Yes.
1: Uh, just We get to choose positive or negative. We might as well choose the positive. Um, however, yes, it is a mindset because we do live in a world where it's, like, it's automatically negative. So just a lot of reading, just a lot of listening to a lot of positive audio, and just instilling that into our kids today because I think our kids really need it, especially today. You know, a lot of social media stuff is not so positive, although there is a lot of positive going on. But I think we just need like, someone else to, like, just instill it into the kids. And if we could get them at a younger age better because though, as we, we get older, we tend not to want to change.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, for the, the years I've coached um, youth football, um, there's a lot that goes on. F- in between a kid getting um, from practice to the gym from from home to the football field and our, our island community you know um, there's quite a few siblings so you, you take a household with kids of all different ages some households both parents work they're not at home to make sure everything's in place um, and you know times are hard for some people but that's when I think, you know, having that positive mindset and making sure that you turn off, you know, what's not positive is maybe what's negative in your life. And to be able to focus on, OK, when I'm here at practice, I'm here physically and mentally and I want to get better right. in a particular sport that I'm in. So for you as a coach, I mean, how do you make sure that your players um are, are they at practice and ready to go and just make sure that their mind is on on basketball and, and this is, I'm here at the, the moment right now.
1: Just preaching it, you know, just preaching it. And then you get to know your players after a while. And um, I've gotten to know all my players, whether it's, yeah, you got to get to know your players. Because once you get a feel, you just know, especially when a player walks in, you'll know if something's up or not and you know you just get to talk and as coaches you know we're influencers you know we got to, we're role models you know t- players tend to look up to us and we just have to be that positive role model and not only just talk about the sport or not only just to talk about the game but also just be there for life you know just life stuff because things will happen And as you said some parents are not home and sometimes well, we got a lot of kids that come and talk and just about life and stuff and, and in general and and we got to and we're there for that we got it and that's what a coach really comes down to
0: and I think to me that's the coolest thing about you know being a coach and giving back to your time because it doesn't go unnoticed you know and it, and for all the years I've i you know we coached it's like no matter what you're always coach, yeah, these cool. kids they grow into young men and women, they have families, but every time they address you and say, "Hey, what's up? it's always coach and you know it, it's more than just showing up and yelling like i I wish parents like some parents that really don't understand the fact that you know we we put a lot into what we're doing you know it's not just like I said show up yell at the kids go home forget about it <laughs> show up the next day yell again it's you know having that that relationship like you said with your players and being able to know them because you got to be able to know which players you need to push a little bit more which players you need to ease up on because the thing I've learned with basketball is like they're a lot different than, you know, football players and, you know, the, the approach and, you know, they, they like to, you know, especially in the NBA how they call them divas and whatever, <laughs> you know. I mean, but they're, yeah. they're getting paid millions of dollars. Right. But, um, yeah, how, how do you find that balance with uh, making sure that, you know, you, you get into their minds and uh, push them in a way where they're going to be able to um, react in a positive way and not get shut down?
1: Every personality is different. Um, that's where learning comes in. Um, a lot of reading. Oh, I've done a lot, a lot of reading. Not not only just about basketball, but just reading about life principles, success principles, and relationships and personalities. Um, because you can't yell at every kid. A couple, some kids you can, and they yeah. will take it. Most other kids needs different. Maybe a tap in the back, or a word of encouragement, or or a silent look so you just got to know and a lot of reading man just, yeah and you're right we've done a lot it's not just practice go home practice go home there's a lot of behind the scenes and i've read a lot of books the last 14 years of my life
0: <laughs> what's uh a typical training session with what you do at practice like um you know when the kids show up of course just stretching out but um how much of that is you know sit down uh, let's talk about this. I mean, because nowadays, a lot of coaches they use film work, you know, they, they do a lot of strength and conditioning. But, you know, especially with dealing with the youth, uh, like you do for, for junior national players and, and high school level players, um, making sure they understand that, you know, you have to do this because this is what happens when you don't do it.
1: That's all extra time. Yeah. Uh, think outsider practice that needs to be done um, do I I spend some time with other players that want to you know there's a lot of there's a difference with kids you know some don't want to so it's those that want to like hey let's watch film great let's watch film let's draw it up let's look at what you're doing and what you're not doing and things like that but I, I would use that as like extra outsider practice time and hey, as coaches if the kids want to do that most coaches be like yeah let's do that
0: and uh, for over at FD, I mean, you guys have a, a decent weight room there. I mean, oh, you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. It gets, the, it gets the job done. Uh, you get you know, uh, a lot decent. of. Uh, better than decent. Yeah, a lot of athletic, <laughs> uh, you know, build the kids' bodies. And, you know, especially for high school, I think that's probably uh, a main factor that, you know, f- some athletes don't necessarily think that building your body and making sure you're physically ready for all that banging, um, especially for four years, because. You, in high school, when you have an athlete for four years, you get to groom them, kind of, and and you see them uh, throughout the years progress. Um, how important do you think uh, strength and conditioning is for for the athletes in your program?
1: Very, very important. Now, I think it's even more important than ever before because, again, like uh, kids are working, kids are starting playing basketball at a younger age, and it's taking a toll. And I think, and then hence why this is a whole another topic we could talk about ACL, right? Um, yeah, fortunately, a lot of ACLs are being hurt because of strength training. Oh, I th- our kids need to hit the weight room today. I mean, they don't have to hit it to the point where they're going to be like a... Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson, right? <laughs> All right, but uh, just to get strength. Yeah. Yeah, they need to consistently. There's, I, I think even at a young age, we could start now. I know we had that little myth many, many years ago where it stunts your yeah. growth. It's a myth. And,
0: you know, for some of these athletes to... Um, when they're injured yeah i mean you know some families might not have medical insurance so they think that okay it's just a slight injury but i think personally some of these athletes because they're so young uh, a little slight tear they feel like oh just it's nothing and they continue to just think rest rehab and then just back and grinding and grinding and then finally um something happens where they're unable to walk and it's like okay now it's time to get it looked at um, monitoring players I think that's pretty important as a coach to make sure that uh, it's, it's not like oh just shake it off you know back in the day coaches <laughs> like, oh, shake it off come on you're ready you know
1: yeah. Um, no, you gotta get checked man gotta get checked today uh, and then another issue with that is a lot of our kids are playing so many other sports that takes a toll on the body and especially with us having a quarter sports system some kids don't even have time to rest in between sports And that's that could hurt the body Yeah, and I, I've always said that That was probably uh,
0: One of the problems why You know, some of these athletes Aren't as dominant in, in Specific sports Is because they don't want it. Like, I always use DeAndre Cruz, for example mm-hmm. DeAndre, I mean, he's always been Big for his age He's been, you know, strong But, you know if he would have just focused on football, he would have been bigger and stronger and just looked like a, I mean, he's already like a grown man on right, the football right. field. But if he, you know, just stayed in the weight room and did all that and just focused on football, I mean, hats off to him for what he's doing now. But uh, he played volleyball, um, basketball, basketball. So, you know, like another myth, you don't want to lift because you don't want to affect your shot. You want to lift because you want to make sure you're able to jump higher. Right. And I, I've always believed that, you know, a lot of the athletes on guam are so multi-sport athletes that imagine what they could do if they just focused on one particular yes, sport
1: i agree um 18 when we're in high school majority of us just stick with one sport um and it's a it's, a, it's a, kids got it's a tough decision now you know because kids like to play all these other sports but I, I really i really think if a kid if you're serious about a sport i mean this is we're just talking about a certain level of kids, right? Not all kids that want to play at the next level. Uh, you got to play that one sport. You got to pick that sport and you got to go to work. And that's
0: the number one thing We're um, interviewing a lot of these high school athletes that make it to the collegiate level, they talk about college life. And they said there's no way you can ba- balance multiple sports at the collegiate level yes. unless you're Deion Sanders or some, <laughs> some crazy outstanding athlete. But um, – yeah, that's the number one thing. And I think nowadays playing collegially was like something far-fetched. You know, like, no, we can't do that. But now our kids, more and more, it's like every year there's more and more kids being scouted, recruited, and offered scholarships. Yeah,
1: here. opportunities are there now. You just got to take them. Um, opportunities are everywhere now, especially with social media. That's helped us a lot with that. However, you got to get to work. Don't wait till like oh, man, I should have worked harder. You know, the recent, you know, with the current recent athletes that, can't, you know, started playing basketball in the Philippines. The Philippines is a great option now to play. You know, it's there. However, you just got to eat, sleep, drink <clears throat> the sport.
0: And I think it, it also has to do with the fact that generations of coaches now, as yourself, <clears throat> it's it's times have changed. There's, there's new ways to approach the game. Um, there's different ways to get athletes to where they need to be as far as just motivation, man. Just making sure that hey, you got to do this because if you don't, um, that next person out there is ready to take your job or
1: right. your position. You gotta stay on there. You gotta work on your craft. You know, kids want the end result. Kids want to be Steph. Yeah. You know. However, most folks don't remember Steph when he was at Davidson. And then all that work you did in between. So kids today, it is they have to put in the work. If you're not putting, I say at least an extra, at least out off season, two hours a day, minimum, doing something at home, whether it's at home or at another gym, but just working on your craft. Like I think that's where the where we're lost. And that's what I always ask, you know, some of these
0: athletes. Um, what are you doing away from the court or from the field? Uh, what's that extra time like? Are you putting that extra, that work in? That okay, yeah, all right, you you, you b- b- busted your tail off at practice. All right, fine. You're tired. You go home. Um, what do you do in between then and, and the next practice? I
1: mean, right. That and that's the, that's the difference. Whether it's just dribbling a ball for an extra thirty minutes, um, if you do that every day over a time of a few months, that's big. However, most kids don't see it that way. Yeah.
0: It's about uh, time Because over time It amounts up um, uh, The recent trip You guys went to the Philippines Yes For the uh, for high
1: school boys basketball
0: For competition yep. Quite a few Guam teams uh, Out there yes. representing uh, I talked to some of the young guys The freshmen <laughs> Like hey How was competition like
1: Man it was tough <laughs> Yeah <laughs> eye opener Yeah very uh, I, And it was good experience man And it was definitely A big eye opener And those kids over there man They eat sleep Drink basketball and like their goal is to play at college level and and, and hopefully go pro. And that's all they do. All they want to do is just they just ball.
0: The part of the Philippines though where where you guys uh traveled and played at was almost countryside, right? Yes, like, it yeah. was in
1: Kesan Province, you know, Baptist Araman Resort, nice very nice resort. Nice nice, nice resort, good for the kids, safe too. So
0: And um I saw one post where uh there were some some guys uh, selling some merchandise.
1: Yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah. not want, yeah. want to take no
0: for Right, answer. right. And, and you use that as a life experience for the kids uh, to kind of see just, you know, life in general from a, a different perspective. Yes. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, we're out in the streets, you know, across the street from the resort and, you know, there's always vendors selling products whether sunglasses, wallets, or belts and that's their job. They were just trying to hustle and after we went whatever we did, we were walking back to our resort and they were just following us like the whole time yeah, the whole time they're just trying to sell us belt and uh, sunglasses one of our kids actually bought a pair of sunglasses and i believe it was 300 pesos at the, from the beginning but they kept following us and be like here's oh and the price kept dropping and obviously they couldn't enter through the gate and by the time we reached the gate that 300 sunglasses went down to 100 sunglasses like they were just hustling and i used that and i taught to like kids look at this this is the way this is this is life like this is the way you hustle and you just gotta to do it, and although we kept saying no and no and no, they kept coming at us, and they kept coming, and the price kept dropping, and the point was just, hey, you just never give up, like today, a lot of kids, they get one no, and it's like, oh, okay, they shut down, so like, you just never give up, you know, no matter how hard it is, no matter how long it took, um, you just gotta keep going, and those guys kept following us to the gate. Yeah, and I think that's a big
0: uh, way to look at is, you know, they, they might say, how do how does this life lesson translate to being on the court and, and vice versa? How does this on the court situation uh, transfer over to my, my everyday life? But that's the, the mindset and the vision that you got to have is just, hey, man, like literally some people um, would die, you know, on the court or on the field because that's their passion. Mm-hmm, right. And, and that's how much drive and that's how much. They put into this It's just It's not an overnight thing For for some of these people And they really take that to heart And and really take that seriously Yeah
1: I agree And we gotta I know there's no such thing As overnight success It just took them years Yeah You know And then you finally realize it And we just Our kids We just gotta just put in the work Like 10,000 There's that that 10,000 hour rule You know You just gotta put Once you put in 10,000 hours Into something You'll probably be Really good at it The question is you really put it the 10,000 hours
0: yeah and and are you willing to I right. mean it's
1: one thing to say yeah
0: I'm all in I, I'm right. willing to do whatever it takes but then when you start really seeing oh man this is repetitive this is non-stop it, it's getting harder and harder and it gets boring yeah yep and but do you still have that same drive and that fire like oh man I and you know for me like I always look back at youth football because i used to tell my kids i mean these are 10 to 12 year old kids at the time and i'm like man i couldn't even sleep last night and i was so nervous and i'm not even playing i'm like <laughs> but i mean as a coach that's just how i felt i mean i can't change how i feel because right. that's just in me and and that's the kind of feeling that i want um you know as a coach you want your players to feel it's like so motivated and excited that that you don't even need to get fired up before the game before you need a big speech or something to fire up you're already there
1: at the game ready to go right and it comes to the why like why why do we do what we do and for some kids they like you said they're all in they start and then things happen and it's just you always have to come back to the why hence why it's called the why impact the why stands for the why like why are you doing what you're doing you know a lot of kids want to do everything but they don't really know why so when that struggle comes, because struggle's going to come no matter what part of life you're in. It's why you're doing it. Like, you got to, and I always learn, you enjoy the process. A lot of kids want the end result, but don't like the process. If you don't like the process, you'll never get the end result.
0: Yeah, and you know, um, speaking to, to kids, especially at the middle school level for career day, uh, I always talk about how sports, you know, of course, sports builds character because um, I, I use the fact that sports right there's times where you're so happy and excited you're crying you're so sad and down that you're crying um but there's times where you could be sitting on the bench the games on the line fourth quarter uh tie game anything can happen but then um you're still cracking jokes on the sideline oh no (laughs) it's like you know it's just like how can you be so happy you're crying so sad you're crying, and then just so much in between. But then, if you're able to handle the roller coaster of emotions, um, I think that makes you not only a better player, but you're able to see that, you know, life is not, you know, as hard as you know some people make it out to be. It's just how can you make sure you handle that that adversity, like you said.
1: Yep, like you said, um, what is that quote? Oh man, it's not. It's how you respond to things. You know, just again, like you said, emotional IQ. That's what my biggest take of. That's hence why I always promote reading, and because you got to get the mental part of the game very strong. You know, and that comes to reading. Man,
0: and learning. You, yeah. I and mean, you talk about basketball, man. You talk about basketball IQ, like LeBron. Like, how can you find a coach that is as smart or smarter than LeBron? Because they, they, it's like, you know, some people don't even want to think about having to. That job to make sure that you coach LeBron because there's times where it just seems like, you know, LeBron's just calling his own stuff on the court. Right. But I mean, that just comes with IQ, so much IQ that he
1: just sees yep. it differently. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just IQ. A lot of studying, a lot of, I guarantee you, a lot of studying, a lot of reading, a lot of watching film. Um, again, just putting in the craft of what you want to do.
0: Well, let's talk about that craft because this is the second annual summer basketball clinic. Um, for girls and boys, let's yes. talk about uh, the dates. That's going to be at the FD Phoenix Center. Uh, run us through the dates. And yes, and times.
1: First, yeah. sen- first session actually is June 3rd to the 28th, Monday through Friday. Uh, middle schoolers are 8 to 10 a.m., high school 10 to noon, uh, $300. Registration, you guys can contact me via email at theyimpact at gmail.com or contact me at 688-5996. It's going to be fun. A lot of repetitions, second annual. Thanks to all of our sponsors, obviously. Uh, it's going to be fun. Three-on-three uh, three tournament, we'll do that towards the end as well. And just just learn just teaching the basic fundamentals of the game. I think basic fundamentals kind of out the door, or maybe a lost art, uh, maybe because of social media, you know. But just mastering the game, because uh, once you once you have fundamentals in anything in life, you're fine. As long as you have the fundamentals down, then I think you could be, you'll be successful in anything you decide to do.
0: Uh, tell us a little bit uh, of what you you plan on doing at, at the uh, clinic for uh, these basketball players.
1: Uh, besides the, a lot of bar handling, a lot of shooting, um, just teaching the game, motion movements, um, offensive movements, using screens, um, defense. We'll teach definitely. will definitely teach some defenses, and then I'm actually gonna and also add some physical exercises just to get that strength up. Um, a lot of body exercises, obviously. So and then yeah, uh, be fun, man. Just just growth. Two hours a day, forty hours for a month. I think that'd be great. And of course, they could take it home and they could do it at home. You know, and things like that, and of course, with the basic of our speakers, we have a couple of speakers who come and talk to them just about life principles and success principles, and that's the most important part.
0: Let's talk about uh, how to register now.
1: Yeah, registration just email, or I have my website. I have a site where you can link on on my Instagram, the Y Impact. You can follow there, or just contact. If you're old school, you want to email or call me. That's fine as well. I know that's a lost art sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Second session is in July. Um, July, July. What's the first Monday of July? July 1st. Mm-hmm. July 1st to the 26th. That's the second session. That's going to be held at Bishop uh, Gymnasium over in Sanhanya. Uh, well, we, same thing, middle school, high school. Uh, do uh, So, first 40 that
0: register get a free jersey? Yes, free so jersey. So, make sure to hurry up and get on it ASAP if you want to get that free jersey. Uh, they can also contact you. Uh, phone number again?
1: 688-5996. Email the Y-Impact. At @gmail.com. And let's go uh shout out
0: the sponsors.
1: Yes please. Coldstone, Stone, Love Dental, Fast Cash, Fast Cash for cars, uh, Mia, Bananas, uh, Human Plane, EIF, GSPN and Harmon Loop Dental. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, hats off to all you guys who believe in what Jimmy's doing, uh continue to give back to the community and are uh, definitely a worth uh well-worthy cause because Um, You're helping grow the sport of basketball here, and and it definitely starts with the youth. Uh, Anything else you want to get out there before we go?
1: No, that'll be all. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, Thanks to you, two for having me, and we look forward to a great summer.
0: All right. Make sure to check us out, soundcloud.com slash KUAM news. Like and subscribe, and uh, make sure to keep posting, man. Uh, That's it. See y'all next week.